Howdy humans, and welcome to my show, The Story of My Life. My name is Sarah Adewalu, and I'm your hostess for this beautiful morning on Saturday, November 20th at 9.28 a.m. I am 24 years old, and I am from Little Ferry, New Jersey, which if you're not familiar with, it's in Bergen County, the neighboring town between Hackensack and Teaneck. I'm a graduate student at Montclair State University studying public relations. During my undergrad years, I was a journalism and communications major with an emphasis in broadcast news media. In case you missed it or didn't get the chance to tune in, um, my previous episode was about a poem that I have written for Guy One, the guy who had been stalking and harassing me for a century. Since my first time sharing my story about all the hell that he's ever put me through, um, as I discussed in two in two parts in episode 24, mm-hmm. I've made it a goal to make brief updates from now on about my occasional walks to the park and to make note with you guys of whether or not I see him um, because I think it's very important that you guys know about it. Um, Like I said before, um, I'm not obligated to keep my mouth shut anymore on this guy's account. Um, As far as I'm concerned, um, he he and I don't really mean anything to each other, and I don't have any sort of personal connection to him anymore, so I will not be silenced because of him. Um, I have every right to talk about him and trash him and expose him for the type of person that he is um because it helps me helps me to make me feel better just to talk about it and to let it all out and every single thing that he's ever put me through and how he made me feel powerless and scared to like speak up about him um you know I'm not afraid anymore so to hell with those little feelings. So, yeah. In this episode, um, I'm going to do something that I've never done before. Um, so, I'm going to edit parts of episode 24. So, as you guys obviously know, episode 24 was broken up into two parts. Part 1 and Part 2. Um, obviously, you guys know that in Part 1, I talked about the sequence of events that happened with me and Guy 1 from 2013 to 2017. And um, again, the first time I ever met him was back in the summer of 2013. And um, Part 1 ended with me talking about how in the summer of 2017... He first put his hands on me physically and forced me into his bed and to stare at his private parts. And um, in part two, um, I picked up from that by talking about the rest of the events that took place from the summer of 2018 all the way up to this past September. So just two months ago. When he reapproached me again after a year and two months of avoiding approaching me. And um, 
just like what my dad initially like warned him to like stay away from me and to like not approach me at all and um he broke that promise eventually so in this episode um I will do an edited version of part two um I'm not sure if you guys um had a chance to listen to those previous episodes yet um if you have then um great um um, if you had a chance to listen to both parts of episode 24, um, I'm not sure if you guys probably noticed, but um, somewhere in the audio in part two, um, I think about 26 minutes in or so, um, my audio started cutting off from the part where I had, I had been initially talking about this black older neighbor dude who used to come by the lake very often and um a few seconds immediately after that um the audio cut to the part where I started going on a tangent about my crappy bitch of a future roommate at Machuga Heights one of the residents living facilities at Montclair State and um I'm gonna try to play a portion of that so you guys can understand exactly what I mean and um yeah, so here it is. Excuse me as I give myself a quick little water break. So one time though, um, there was a neighbor who used to live next door to my family on our street. Um, he's a dude who sort of acted like a wanderer at times. Um, due to his medical condition of having epilepsy and such. Um, so, he, once in a while, he would come to the lake just to, like, hang out and such, like, underneath the bleachers and such. But not necessarily, like, to physically walk around the lake, but he is an older guy. He's now in, like, I believe his early 40s or something. And he is black, just like me. Like, He's known for, like, his dreadlocks and everything. Um, he's got a little bit of a record on him in terms of, like, you know, things he's committed. But he's a pretty friendly guy in general. And um, I would sometimes say hello to him because he's really, really friendly. And we kind of, like, joke around with each other. Even my parents would sometimes joke around with this man. Um, so... And I sometimes see him at the park, and, (laughs) yeah, so, so I think one time, I mean, he sometimes sees Guy Wan and me together, and so, one time, when I was at the lake, when Guy Wan wasn't there, this man jokingly asks me, where's your little boyfriend? And so, that's when I knew right then and there he was talking about Guy Wan, and then, I had to guys know about, about my crappy roommate, <laughs> future roommate at Machuga. So, yeah, if you guys have already caught on to that and were a little stumped by the audio issue or whatever it is you like to call it, um, I apologize greatly for that. 
Um, it took me at least a few days or, or to a week or so to actually notice that glitch when I was finally like listening to it for myself um, because sometimes I listen to my own episodes just so I can like hear where I went wrong audio wise and at that point I was like WTF just happened so yeah I wasn't exactly sure what happened right there but you know damn technology am I right I think at the time though when I was when I gave myself a quick water break before I started talking about this black neighbor, um, I wasn't I wasn't sure if I accidentally put myself on pause um, because I wasn't sure why the rest of the stuff I said after that didn't make it into the audio. Um, I know that the last thing I t- I talked about was when the man asked me, you know, just like you guys heard, you know, the um, the man asked me if. Guy one was my boyfriend um, because he often saw me and Guy one together at the lake, and uh, I don't remember one hundred percent why the rest of the audio didn't make it into the recording. Um, but that that's what I'll be doing for this episode instead. Um, just re-recording that part, um, not the entire part two itself. Um, just but just that small tiny part. Um, I even have it highlighted here in my script, um, which of course, as you guys know, um, that's the same script script that I read off of in recording part two. And um, here it goes. Take one. Here is the full recording of that part that got cut out for some reason. And here it is. So, one time though, There was a neighbor who used to live next door to my family on our street. Um, But he's a dude who sort of acted like a wanderer at times due to his medical condition of having epilepsy and such. So once in a while, he'd come to the lake just to like hang out and stuff. You know, like sitting underneath the bleach, sitting on the bleachers, like underneath the shades. And sometimes he'd have a friend around his age with him. Um. But he wouldn't like necessarily like physically walk around the lake. Um, he's an older guy, I believe. He, he, um, now he's like in his early forties or something, and he is black, just like me. He's known for like his dreadlocks and everything, so that makes him like stand out from like other people at the lake. Um, he does have a little bit of a record on him in terms of like stuff he's committed, but. Other than that, he's a pretty friendly guy in general, and sometimes I would say hello to him because he's, like, very, very friendly. Um, We would kind of joke around with each other once in a while, and even my parents would sometimes, like, joke around with him whenever we would see him, like, pass by our house. Like, And um, I sometimes see him at the park, and yeah... I think one time, though, um, I know that sometimes he sees Guy Wan and me together at the park. And so one time when I was at the lake, when Guy Wan wasn't there, um, this man, um, he jokingly asks me, where's your little boyfriend? <laughs> and so that's when I knew right then and there that he was talking about Guy Wan. And so I had to clarify to 
to this man. Um, oh no, guy one is not my boyfriend. Um, he's just a friend. And then the man was like, oh, okay, if you say so. And so he automatically believed me when I told him that guy one was just a friend. And when in reality, um, he wasn't even a friend to me at all at that point. Um, guy one would always randomly start to tell me, oh, I miss you. Even when he literally seen me at the park just literally 24 hours prior so this shows you his level of obsession with me um he would say it like a million times and even during our walks and normal conversations um sometimes he would randomly like change the sub subject out of the blue you know we're talking about one thing and just out of the blue he would ask so what can you be my pretend girlfriend and you know, just other things similar to the lines of asking me to be his girlfriend and agreeing to sleep with him. Um, most of the time I would be tempted to say never in a million years. <coughs> Sorry. But I knew that that would never fly with guy one. Because, um, you know, I hate to hurt him. That's my greatest flaw is that I hate to hurt people. Um, I never want to, like, say anything to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, that's just how nice of a person that I am. In general, I tend to, to not want to get involved in conflict. Um, so I always want to avoid it at all costs. Um, especially with guy one, specifically. Um, I never wanted to, like, find myself to be at odds with them. Um, just because I wasn't sure what it was like like for him or for someone like him to be socially awkward and feeling like they're not able to make any other friends with other people besides me for once. I never really did get the chance to like figure out what or ask him like what high school was like for him in terms of that. Um, but you know I did get the impression that he was a bit of a loner um, and he probably like felt like an outcast um, because of his autism that maybe other students wouldn't have been able to relate to him um so I feel like if he did have other friends like maybe with other guys or something like he probably wouldn't be like so dead set on wanting to like spend quality time with just me all the time so I kind of felt like I was his only friend at the time and that he literally didn't have anybody else, like no one else whom I can think of, no one whom he mentioned. Um, and, you know, I felt that at the time, though, that if I were to cut off all ties with him, then, you know, I'd feel pretty bad about it because now he would literally like have no one else at all. Um, so I'm not exaggerating that he would literally won't have anybody. So, you know, it's just it's. That's why it's so complicated, you know. That's why it's complicated, as you guys see. Like, I'm not, like, trying to make an excuse or anything or, like, defend him. Like, you know, it's just, it's complicated. Like, if you ever, like, meet someone who feels like they don't, like, have any other friends and, like, I don't know. So, I mean, even his brother at least has friends. Like, so...
And I know that I sort of went on a little bit of a tangent when I talked about my um, part-time job at the Hackensack Recreation Center um, that summer of 2018. Um, So even during my shift there, um, I still... I still had to, like, put up with seeing guy one afterwards, like, him, like, constantly messaging me, like, am I coming to the lake today, or... So, the Hackensack Recreation Center, as I've mentioned previously in the episode, um, that has two shifts, the morning shift and the afternoon shift. Um, the morning shift, which was from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., and the afternoon shift from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. I, of course, chose the morning shift. And so at Hackensack... <coughs> Sorry, I just woke up. Um, so at Hackensack Recreation, there were a few other students from Montclair State. So I got to know this one girl who also worked the morning shift with me. Um, when I first transferred to Montclair from FDU, in fall of 2017, I had to repeat my sophomore year because, you know, I told you guys all about this in the very first episode, I think, but I failed at the majority of my biology courses um, bef- before I eventually, like, changed my major to English to make up for my poor GPA and hopefully, like, improve my grades. So when I was a sophomore at Montclair... I believe that this girl was also a sophomore. I lived at the NALO, the residence hall facility, during the semester. And while this girl lived at Blanton Hall, which is another residence facility on campus that has the cafeteria and everything else within it. Um, I would have been a junior if I didn't need to repeat my junior, my sophomore year, I mean, but... I was the exact same year as this girl, um, but in terms of age, I think I'm about two years older than her. Um, But she was really nice, and she was also from Hackensack, so I thought that was great. And um, she worked with me during the Fashini day camp at the Fashini Park right there in Hackensack. And um, of course, you guys know that this is the same job where I met my bitch of a future roommate would live with me at Machuga Heights, right across from Denalo. Um, So that girl worked for Stab Camp, which was a theater camp within the Hackensack Recreation. So for her, it wouldn't just be a regular day camp. Um, It would be a theater camp. Um, So since Hackensack Recreation required as counselors and staff to receive CPR training licenses. Um, We had to take CPR training classes at the local fire station right there in Hackensack. And so that was when I first met that girl who would become my future roommate at Machuga. Um, At the time, though, she was really friendly. And um, I didn't know that she lived in Clifton, which is literally not too far from the campus, and um, she and I were actually like the first two to show up to this fire station for the CPR training class, and I had no idea at the time, though, that she was going to be attending Montclair State, Um, but I am about two years older than her, I think, Um, so 
that was that summer before my junior year, um, before I made the decision to move to Machuga and live there for the rest of my years on campus. That September, as that girl and I were emailing each other, um, she sent me a picture of herself, um, and that's when I kind of told her that I, she looks familiar because I knew her from Hackensack Recreation. Um, she told me that at the time, though, it was her second year working for them and that she was interested in theater. So that's why she chose the theater camp as her number one choice. And I told her that um, it was my first time um, working for Hackensack Recreation and that I chose Fishini Park because that was closer to where I live. And so that's how we kind of bonded with each other. And um, obviously you guys know the rest of that story in that episode, um, which is titled My Horrible Roommate. Um, She eventually, unfortunately, turned out to be a bitchy roommate. Um, So you just listen to that episode for yourselves and find out. And so this is this was where I ended my tangent during that filming of during the recording of part two. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. This is now the edited version of episode 24, part two. Hopefully this whole part was actually recorded for real this time. Um, I was trying to see if I can, like, edit the audio for episode 24 part two on like adobe premiere or something um but i really wanted to like record this episode and post it as soon as i could so i wasn't sure if i had enough time for that um hopefully you technical geniuses somewhere out there can like help me out with that um but like i may have previously mentioned i already have the adobe software downloaded on my PC. Um, I have already purchased a student plan for like one of my classes that I'm taking right now this semester, which is $19.99 per month. Um, so I'll probably have that all figured out later. Um, but for now, here it is. Um, so before I wrap up this episode, um, I promise you guys that I will give just a brief little update about Guy 1 whenever I get the chance. And, you know, so far, so good. I haven't really been seeing him that much at the lake lately. And so I'm going to assume that it's a good thing. No, you know what? It's a wonderful thing. At this point, I really don't give two shits anymore about seeing him at the lake. Most of the time in the past, whenever I would go to the lake, I would mentally prepare myself for the possibility of seeing him. And I would tell myself, um, you know, you know what, don't don't let me jinx it by assuming that he'll be there when he won't actually be there or that he won't be there when I actually do end up seeing him there. And because sometimes whenever I made a guess that I wouldn't see him at the lake, I would see him. And if I guessed that he would be there, then he actually ended up not being there. <laughs> I'm not sure if that made any sense to you guys. Um, I'm going to clarify that later when I get the chance. But 
you know, at that point in time, it's like, you know, I gotta, like, stop worrying about his presence, you know, like, if he's there, he's there, then, then, and if not, then great, you know, even better, you know, like, I don't have to, like, keep constantly looking over my shoulders for any reason or thinking that someone who looks like him from a distance is is actually him when in truth that that person isn't really him like you know like if he's not there then great then thank god (laughs) no pun intended but um yeah in all seriousness i am grateful that he hasn't been there lately like Maybe he really did move out of his house, like, finally, but, but, like, then again, who knows, like, I hope so, though, because, like, I really, really don't want to see his face ever again, like, you know, he's a chapter of my past who deserves to stay in my past, like, he's not a part of my future, my future does not revolve around him in any way, shape, or form, like, he's not the person that I consider to be a a potential partner or significant other someday, so, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just the way it is, like, yeah. Yeah, just to sum that all up, um, I'm, I'm just saying that, no, I have not been seeing him at the lake lately, um, I went for my walk, um, yesterday afternoon, and, um, of course, because of the freaking cold, um, not a lot of people were around, but, you know, obviously he wasn't there, so that's a major relief to me. <laughs> so, um, in the next episode that I plan to do after this, um, I want to talk about more positive things about the lake. I know that I spent three episodes talking about my unfortunately unpleasant encounters with Guy One whenever I go to the lake, um, but I don't want him to be associated with my own personal main association of the lake. Um, Because, you know, when I think about the park or talk about it, um, I want to think about positive things associated with it, like the safety and everything. So I want to share, like, positive things about it. I don't want to just share the negatives, like, with this guy, because, you know, he's just one person, and... One person doesn't have to make a beautiful thing like the park be like a negative thing. Um, You know, like I've mentioned before that the lake is literally right across from our houses on our street. Um, Located right there on the Bergen Turnpike. Because, you know, we are in Bergen County. Um, Just in case you guys, like, didn't know, like... I'm just curious as to know where that is. We are in Bergen County. And so that's our Bergen Turnpike. And that's where our park is located. Um, it is a very beautiful site, the park. And um, in the next episode, I'm going to go more in depth about the lake. And, you know, just how safe it is in general. And how safe Little Fairy is in general. Because, um, you know, Little Fairy is my home. Once my home and always my home. <laughs> and so, once in a while, I'm gonna mention Guy One or make a brief reference to him if necessary. But like I said before, like, I'm not gonna do it that intensely. Like, I'm gonna, I promise you guys that I'm not gonna mention him, like, that intensely. Like, I'm just gonna say positive things about the park in general. Like, you know, I know I've, 
mentioned it briefly in like episode 24 like part one when I said it um it is pretty open like it has all those food areas and stuff next to it the turnpike the highway and everything like there's a Dunkin Donuts right across from it and Baskin Robbins so I'm gonna mention all that again in the previous episode so you guys just pay really close attention to that um so I'm also going to talk about my typical routines that I always do like after I complete like my walks like obviously like riding on the swings at the playground the playground which I can mention is literally right across from the lake like you know the playground that has the slides and swings and so I'm going to ask y'all to stay tuned for that and give me the chance to write up the script for that and to like edit it if I need to. And now I will wrap this episode up by saying thank you to all of you for tuning in to this episode right now at 9.57 a.m. on Saturday, November 20th. If you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback about my show, um, please don't be afraid to hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other places on social media. Um, I am very active on Instagram, and I have two accounts. Um, my personal, which is Summer Girl of ninety seven, ground again. That's Summer S U M M E R G I R L O F nine seven, Summer Girl of ninety seven, and my professional, which is Sarah underscore Journalist. Um, So that's my name, Sarah, spelled with an H at the end of it, underscore, and the word journalist. In the meantime, I wish you all the best of luck with whatever it is that you're doing at the moment. And have yourselves a wonderful rest of the day and a relaxing weekend.